welcome to I'm Jealous, a podcast hosted by me, Vicki Cato. Uh, it tells the story of my journey to finding myself and starting my business. Hey, I'm back. Oh, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. Okay, <laughs> where to start? Um, first, I just wanted to mention for anyone who is maybe new or or doesn't really understand like the premise of this podcast, I just want to make it very clear that I have no idea what I'm doing, like at all. I've never started a business before. I've never really sold anything before. I am not very like into social media or into photography or, you know, any of that good stuff. So you know, this is like starting from the beginning. This is like a, like a choose your own adventure type of deal where we don't know what is going to happen or if this is going to go well or really, really bad. We don't know. I don't know. So I just want to make that very clear in case someone was thinking, okay, this podcast is going to tell me everything I need to do in order to become a successful entrepreneur. I, I don't know because I I haven't gotten to the other side yet. So I'm hopeful that that's where we're going on this journey together, but, you know, no promises. So just keep that in mind. This is all just from someone who is starting out, has no idea what she's doing. So I just wanted to put that out there, make sure we're all on the same page here. Um, But with all that said, I mentioned that I'm going to try to keep to my structure. So on today's episode, I want to talk about strategy. It's something that I've been thinking a lot about the last couple of weeks. And so I want to go through that together and I'll give you an update on where things stand with a couple of things with the business so far. And then we're going to chat a little bit about what I'm jealous of this week. It's come back with a vengeance, y'all. <laughs> Uh, okay, so let's get into it. So regarding what's going on right now in the business, there have been a few developments, a few changes, if you will, that have happened in the last little bit. So the last time we talked, I mentioned that I really wanted to do a landing page. It was really important to me. And I was kind of thinking that the landing page would be great when I meet people, I could say, hey, if this is something that you're interested in or, you know, that you think you might want to support, if you need some more information, you can check out my website and check out this landing page. And it would have some information kind of about the whole idea of what it is that I'm doing, um, some pictures, a little bit about me and my background um, would be on this landing page, this website. So that was the plan originally. I had started developing a landing page on MailChimp um, because that was the other thing. I wanted to get email addresses because my plan is to launch um, a crowdfunding campaign on Kickstarter so that I can get enough pre-orders to know that I'm one, on the right track, and two, can help me with the manufacturing costs. So I really want to do um, a Kickstarter campaign in the near future. So I was thinking in starting this landing page, I could get email addresses from people who could be potential customers and supporters. And so I wanted to do that through MailChimp. Um, I talked to Mary and my web developer about it and she was like, yeah, instead of starting with Shopify now, um, since you don't have product, you don't really have a store, um, it would make sense to just use um, MailChimp because it would one, be cheaper and two, Shopify isn't really meant to be just a landing page. So it would cause her a lot more work to strip down Shopify and then get it back up and running when I am ready to launch my store. So settle on the website landing page thing, put everything together. It looked super cute. I was ready to go. And then I wanted it to be linked to my own domain because I purchased all of my domain names. Um, So I wanted it to be a custom URL and MailChimp was going to start charging me a fee. I think it was, I don't know, maybe like 20 bucks a month a fee um, to do this custom URL for the landing page. Um, 
because you have to upgrade your MailChimp subscription in order to do it. So I was thinking that's what I was going to do. I talked to Miriam about it and she was like, you know what? Like, do you really think that's necessary? Was kind of her, like, one, she wanted me to go over, like, what was the goal of me having this landing page? And is it really completely necessary? And she brought up some really good points about how a lot of companies and brands, when they're first starting out, they direct people to their Instagram on Instagram, you can see a little bit about the brand, a little bit about me, you know, and if I do a good enough job in terms of my, you know, videos and my content, I'll be able to get my vision across on Instagram without having to go through the whole thing of having a landing page outside of Instagram. Um, And so in terms of driving awareness and you know being able to direct people somewhere where there's more information, I think the Instagram idea makes a lot of sense. And in that way, the landing page maybe isn't necessary. However, in terms of wanting to get email addresses, I think that's when it gets a little bit more difficult because um, there isn't anywhere really on Instagram for me to say, hey, you know, give me your email address essentially. So I was really struggling with that and I still, so her recommendation to me was don't do the landing page, just scrap it, focus on your Instagram, focus on getting your product um, ready and then once you're ready with the Kickstarter, you can just have everything on your Kickstarter page. Great advice. Um, In the interim though, I do want somewhere where I could collect email addresses. So I've been kind of thinking about it more and more. I did, I know when I first started this podcast, when you and I first started chatting months ago, I told you how I was going to do this CPA thing. (laughs) I don't even want to get back into it, but that was my first thing. I was like, okay, that's going to be my thing. That's going to be my business, supporting CPA candidates in reporting their practical experience requirements. And so I got um, a WordPress website for that and I was planning to do that. And then once things started to transition away from that, I changed that WordPress website to vickicato.com. And then I was going to like make a blog and that was going to be what I was going to do. And then I was like, okay, instead of doing vickicato.com, maybe instead I can just do imjealouspodcast.com and have all of my podcast stuff and also like stuff about business, stuff about fashion, stuff about me personally, all in one place and just put it all out there. So that's kind of what I've been doing the last maybe month or so. So now if you were to go to vickicato.com, it's like there's nothing there. Um, I still own the domain, at least I hope so, because I let Bluehost transfer it and that was a little bit of a gong show, but they were wonderful. If anyone is interested in the whole like website, all of that stuff with WordPress and all of that stuff, I am not an expert and it was really painful for me that whole entire process, but I would be glad to get into it in a little bit more detail. If anyone is interested, please just email me at imjealouspodcast at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram and we can, I'll definitely, either we can have a one-on-one chat about it or I can do like a little mini episode about it. Um, So yeah, the people at Bluehost were able to transfer over my um, WordPress website. The first time it was from get per done to vickicato.com to those, to that new URL. Then I decided I don't want vickicato.com. I want to use I'm jealouspodcast.com. So then they switched it again. So now that's the website that I have. And my idea now is to have Nikato, my brand be a separate page within this WordPress site So I can still get people to go to the website and put their email addresses in. There is, um, what is it called? It's called opt-in monster. It's like, um, it's a WordPress add-on, add-on or add-in, something like that. You know, I'm not good with these things with the website and technology, but you can get this thing. (laughs) You could get this add-on, I think. And 
you download it onto your website and then it prompts people to get their email addresses. So I'm trying to work through that. It's not as easy as I thought it was going to be. So it's taking me a little bit more time, but I want to do that. So then I can still at least be trying to collect email addresses and then have it on my um like link in bio on my personal Instagram page and on the Nikato Instagram page, I can have it there so people can like, oh, if you're interested and you want to register for updates, go to this place and then I can get email addresses that way. So I feel like that's kind of a good um, workaround where I don't have to put in a ton of work into you know, registering for MailChimp, creating a whole new landing page. I can just put it with the I'mJealousPodcast.com domain and have a separate page for Nikato and do the opt-in monster add-in and it can collect email addresses. And then on that Nikato page, I'll have pictures of the product. Hopefully soon we'll get into that next. Um, pictures of the product, a little bit about me, a little bit about my vision for this brand and what I'm hoping to accomplish and why it means so much to me. Um, and yeah, have all of that in one place. And I think that would make me feel a little bit better in terms of like converting the conversations that I have with people into a way to follow up. Um, so yeah, that's that. That's the update on the website slash landing page. Check out the website if you can. Again, it's imjealouspodcast.com. Um, right now it's more of a blog. It's kind of a mishmash, mishmash of a lot of different things. Um, just things that are on my mind. A lot of things that do relate back to the podcast. And I'm going to try to structure it that way going forward. I've never, obviously, I've never done a lot of these things before. So this is my first time writing a blog and I need to get better at um, setting things up. Like I don't like the way that it looks right now, but I'm just doing it. Like I'm just, as long as it's something that's out there, I feel like that's more important than having everything be perfect. So it's going to get to the place where I feel like it's perfect. It's just not there right now. Um, so just bear with me. Go check it out and let me know what you think. Um, a little bit about fashion, kind of like anti-fashion at the same time, and then some stuff about me and yeah, just about building a business and how I feel like I've failed. <laughs> but, uh, but it's, you know, progress. It's progress. Any way you can get it, it's progress. So I'm learning a lot of things right now and I'm trying to just capture them and get them on the vlog too. So, you know, give me some time. I'm getting there. I'm trying to organize things a little bit better so that I can, you know, make sure that the good stuff that we talk about on the podcast is also kind of captured on the blog as well. And when I mention something, um, about whatever that it's not just like a picture on Instagram but that I can kind of go a little bit more in depth on the blog as well so please make sure to check me out I'll be doing better and I'll let you guys know as things improve <laughs> okay um so there's that and then oh yes the most important part because I told you the number one thing is always going to be like my community, like you, the people listening, the people that are interested in this brand, interested in following their own dreams, you know, being a woman. There's so many people that I feel like I want to connect with. And that is really my number one priority here. So number one is community, customer building, that type of thing. And then number two to that is the product the product itself which for me is pants pants are my jam if you need to know more about why go back and listen to some old episodes or check out my instagram um but pants are my thing and i really want these pants to be like the best ever pants and i've been going back and forth a little bit with my pattern maker amanda she's so amazing i my God, I should show you the emails that I send her because some of them are so long and then I'll have pictures of what I'm referencing and different things. And also because it's just me, sometimes I just want to get some feedback. Like, is this stupid what I'm thinking? Is this 
important? Does this need to be like this? And so I'll ask a lot of those questions of her and I know that she doesn't want to really steer me in one direction or the other because she is not the designer. I'm the designer. This is my brand and it has to be my vision and my voice, but I do want some feedback. And so I think in the coming weeks, as I do start to get my prototype um, and I'm going through the different fabrics and all of that stuff and the samples, I'm going to start posting a lot more to Instagram. And I would so appreciate it if anyone listening could just get onto my Instagram, um, follow if you want, or even just like read my, not read them. You don't read the stories, but you know what I mean. (laughs) View my stories, watch my stories, whatever the hell it's called. And I'm going to put up, um, what is it called? A poll. So I can decide like what fabrics to go with, what colors to go with. And there are certain details that I'm like, they seem to some people maybe like maybe they're small details but to me they mean something because this just recently I was talking to Amanda about back pockets and I was like does anyone use back pockets do people like back pockets me personally I have some pants that I do use the back pockets in and I have other pants that I don't and I'm not sure if I don't use certain ones because they're not functional or because like I just didn't have anything to put in them I don't know. So I'm very curious about do other people want a like a back pocket? You know, is that something that would be important or would be a nice to have thing? So those types of things I'm going to be doing a poll for. For now, for the prototype, I told her to put in the pockets, um, but don't put in the full pocket. So it's going to be like a fake pocket. I kind of hate fake pockets. So I'm already going back and forth about it, but I feel like once I see the prototype, if I see how it looks and I feel like, hey, I do like the look of the pocket, then I can ask her to just make it a fully functional pocket. Or if not, if I'm like, you know what, I could do without the pockets, then I can just scrap the pockets altogether. Um, So yeah, I'm definitely going to be putting a lot of that stuff on Instagram and I would love it if you could help me out by just letting me know what you think about certain details. There are a few, there are a lot of other things, but you know, I'm, you'll see them. Okay. (laughs) So sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm getting distracted. Um, so we've been going back and forth a lot, sent her long emails and pictures about all of the different things and details that I want. So she's working on the prototype now. So The first prototype she sent, you can see the pictures on Instagram, too tight. There were a few other things where I was like, oh, I don't really like this. I don't really like that. There were a few things that I did not like. So we're kind of starting almost from scratch. So she's going to do the first prototype, the first style that I wanted. She's going to redo it. And then she's also going to do the second style that I wanted um, the prototype for that as well. So I've got two prototypes coming. Um, She hasn't done either of them yet. We've just been back and forth so much on all of these design changes and ideas and things like that. So originally I was thinking that by now I would have like a sample and I'd be like almost there and like ready to do like a photo shoot and all of that stuff. But it's definitely going to take longer than I had originally anticipated and I'm learning that that seems to just be the case and I can't, I just can't rush it. And I think before I really was rushing it, I felt a need to just keep going and to kind of like meet these deadlines of like, oh no, I want to have um, a website up by this time and, you know, have sales and all of these things. But at the same time, you only get one chance to make a first impression, right? And so I want the sample to be what it is in my head. I want it to be fucking epic. Like I want it to be really great. And I want my website to also be really great. So I think those things, I'm not going to, you know, be satisfied with anything less than perfection, to be honest. Like it's got to be pretty dang perfect because that that's my first impression of my brand and I know that you know from there there are going to be some bugs and some things that go wrong but those things I feel like it is possible for me to do a pretty good job so I want to do the very best possible I can do and then from there 
learn and grow and develop and do more. So doing a lot of back and forth there. It's probably going to be probably another two weeks before I see the prototype and then we'll probably have a few edits to make and then I'll get the sample maybe in four to six weeks from there and for the samples I want because I'm still working on the fabric as well so that's the other thing I was hoping to order the sample yardage this week but I've been really kind of struggling in terms of the fabrics that I want to use and the quantity I should order, I don't want to order too much of a fabric without knowing if I'm going to use it. So I think I'm trying to be a little bit cautious and conservative, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, well, I don't want Amanda to run out of fabric when she's doing the patterns as well. So I'm kind of trying to find out what that number is and to be honest, like I've I've never made a pair of pants before and she can tell me the amount that she's using but she can't tell me exactly what it would be for all of the different sizes as well because I'm hoping to have the samples in different sizes. It's not just going to be medium. I want to have it fit for a larger size and a smaller size as well just so I can see what it looks like on different body types. So I've been kind of struggling with that and I think now I have a pretty good idea of what I'm going to go with and I'm kind of just going a little bit in the middle so instead of getting you know just the minimum order quantity from Kendor I'm going to get a little bit extra and then if I don't end up using that fabric for the samples then maybe I can use them for something else there are a few other ideas I have just in terms of like add-on products that I feel like would just be cute. So I'm thinking I could just repurpose that fabric for that. Um, and then also having too much or too little, either way I just feel like it would be better to be cautious and have a little bit more, um, especially because I did narrow down my fabric choices. So originally I was thinking about ordering six different fabrics three for the business casual three for the business professional and then getting the minimum order quantity at least of all six of them whereas now i've narrowed it down um to four so two and two two business professional two business casual and then i'm thinking about doing probably six um because their minimum order quantity is five meters so i'm thinking i'm going to do um, six or seven meters per um, fabric so that's where we're at now I'm feeling pretty good about it I'm gonna put in my order on actually I'm gonna probably send it maybe tomorrow like I want to just get it done and out of the way now that I've decided I'm still not a hundred percent certain what I'm gonna do in terms of the fittings because I really do want to meet with Amanda um virtually so she can kind of watch the fittings um so it might work for me but maybe not for tasha who is supposed to be my plus size fit model so i'm still working that out as well so that is my long-winded update on my fabrics and my designs <laughs> um the other thing i just wanted to mention in terms of the business is that i've really been thinking about um my pitch so the last time I was on here, I was, you know, really upset because I just felt like, you know, I had no idea what I was doing, where I was going. I just felt like total shit. And so I part of what kind of brought all of that out was that I was struggling trying to... Um, get across what it was that I was trying to do, what my vision was, my, like, what is this? Like, who are you? What is your business? And why should I listen to you? Why should I be interested in you? And so I've been working on practicing my pitch. I still don't feel like it's 100% there yet because I do still feel some uncertainty. And that's why today's podcast is going to be about strategy. I think once I have um, nailed down my strategy, I'll feel better and stronger about my pitch. And 
then I think obviously the more that I do practice it, it's going to change and evolve as this company changes and evolves. But I would like to be able to say right now to anyone who I meet, like who I am and what it is I'm doing. And so I had planned to maybe practice my pitch with you on here. Um, Now I feel a little bit embarrassed. (laughs) I don't know why it's hard to do this. It's hard to just like say it. I think it's because I just feel really passionate about this and it feels very personal. And if it sounds like shit or nobody likes it, it's like, oh crap, what am I going to do? Um... Okay, so this is kind of how the pitch goes. So you, I meet you somewhere and you're like, oh, hey, like, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, well, funny you should ask. <laughs> um, you know, let me start off actually by asking you a question. Do you feel like you have the ideal body type? And you go, well, I don't know. Like, well, I don't feel like I do. And honestly, most women that I ask don't feel like they do have the ideal body type. And yet a lot of companies and brands are still designing their clothes with an ideal body type in mind. And that ideal body type isn't one that a lot of women have. And that's where Nikato comes in. At Nikato, we design and construct all of our pants specifically with your body type in mind. And because of that, we're able to offer not only the best in terms of fit, but the best in terms of comfort because when it fits better, it feels better. And we just make a really awesome fucking pant. (laughs) Okay, it went a little off the rails at the end. (laughs) But you get the gist. Oh my gosh, I'm sweating now because of that. But that is, that's the pitch. And you'll hear about it more and more. Like I said, as things Uh, change and evolve and all that it's gonna change but for now that's kind of what I'm thinking if you have any feedback let me know um I pitched to Miriam the last time that I spoke with her and she was like make sure that you um make sure that you're clear on the fact that you are offering pants because I think originally I had said something just about clothing or clothing brands or women's clothes something like that and she's like you know I come away from that not knowing what it is that you're selling. So I need to get better at that, kind of painting that picture. Um, The who, what, where, and how. So I'm working on it. It's, you know, in development. Um, I think that is about it. Oh, just one quick little thing. I've signed up for a bunch of mailing lists, like email mailing lists, for all of these resources online that have actually been really helpful and have great articles and lots of support and training and advice and a whole bunch of stuff for if you're starting a business, but it's been getting super overwhelming. So obviously you can unsubscribe, but then when I unsubscribe, I just feel like, oh, what if I'm missing something? So what I've just been doing is deciding when it is I'm going to read those emails and so if I do feel overwhelmed that day I just delete it like it's just that simple I just delete it and if it was something that was meant for me it'll come back around if not then cool right so I kind of wanted to pass that on like give yourself that permission to just not feel like you have to do every single thing and read every single thing because even just that little change I feel like has freed up space in my mind because I do tend to want to do a lot of things and I know it's important that I focus more on the things that um, will be impactful so in doing that I think I think that's a win so I just wanted to mention that too. Okay, so after this little break, we are going to discuss the topic of today's podcast episode, and that is strategy. So hold on, we'll be right back. I wanted to talk about strategy because I really think that that has been playing a huge role in my business without me really knowing it. Um, As you know, I can be a little frantic and scattered and all over the place. Um, 
And that causes me massive anxiety because I feel like, oh my God, I have so much to do. What am I doing? Um, and with the to-do list, it's been helpful in terms of getting me focused on certain tasks and certain things. Um, but I think it's even more important to have a more big picture idea of what I'm doing and my strategy. And I didn't really consider that up to today. <laughs> so I, when I first was starting this, I spent a lot of time thinking about what is my vision? What is my mission? What are my values? Like that type of stuff that they always tell you to think about. And like in doing a business plan, thinking about like pricing strategy and like who's your target customer? Who is your market? Blah, 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 blah. But I think maybe because some of the business plans I've been looking at are very much like small business focused that it just kind of assumes that the strategy is pretty straightforward, I guess, and that it doesn't really require a lot of thought. But I think for myself, I would find that very helpful to know what my strategy is and how I'm planning to break into this market. So not just like what is my unique selling proposition, because that's important too, but I think having a strategy, a more high level overarching strategy that says what it is that I'm doing and why I think is going to be helpful for me. So I was doing some research on competitors. So research on women's clothing companies that offer custom fit, custom clothing. So doing some research on that, and I was noticing, you know, that a lot of the options out there for women's clothing are pretty standard, which is cool. I mean, it makes sense. There's kind of one segment that's like dresses, um, another segment that is like women's workwear, like trousers and stuff like that. Um, another segment that's kind of like, basically they're taking the idea of men's suiting and just making it women's suiting. So very tailored, very custom. Um, and then that kind of breaks off into two where it's like, okay, we can have someone come and do a fitting for you in person or some other companies have, um, technology that will fit you like do a picture of yourself on your phone. And then that was the thing that just made me crazy. But you know, this is what I'm saying. There are competitors and there are, they are doing similar things to what I'm thinking, what I'm hoping to do with my business. So in looking at that, it made me start thinking like, Hey, if this is what's out there and something that kind of was ringing in my head was in Guy's book, how I built this, he was saying that the most successful companies are the ones that find a way to get in through the side door. So instead of going head to head with your competitors, you kind of find a way in that's not doing exactly what it is that they're doing. So knowing that Ishakti provides like custom dresses and where you can choose the length and choose the arms and all of that stuff, it wouldn't be it wouldn't make sense for me to be offering the exact same thing because they can do it. They can do it for cheaper. They can do it faster. They can do it better because they've been doing it for years, right? So I need to find a way to still serve my customer in the best way that I see fit, but do it in a way that's going to be different from my competitors. So I was thinking about in terms of strategy kind of changing my focus a little bit to make it instead of like custom fit having it more to do with your unique body type so instead of you having to do a fitting necessarily you can choose from among some options and just be like okay this is my general body type and then we can make some um, adjustments to the pants based on that and the other thing I was thinking is that I want to focus more on the business casual side 
or just casual like everyday pants as opposed to um, the business professional like the suiting type of idea um, which is different than what I I mean I started this because I am an accountant I am a tall woman and I needed pants for work and I could not find anything so I still see that as being a need and something that I do want to address but I think I have to use that kind of as a supplement to casual options as well. Do you know what I mean? Where that can't be my bread and butter. I think the bread and butter might actually be a more everyday pant. Um, So not jeans because I feel like jeans is already super saturated and even for tall women and plus size women I feel like there are a lot of options out there that can you know get you what you're looking for in terms of jeans there's a lot of high-end jeans right now and I feel like that's probably not going to be an easy place for me to get into Um, but if I do kind of focus more on an in-between space of like you know This is something that you can wear to the grocery store and feel super comfortable in. And it's like, you know, not like as comfortable as Lululemon's without being skin tight, right? Like without being just super stretchy. And I know that most women do love the stretch of the Lululemon, but I think at least for me, I've never felt super comfortable like leaving the house in yoga pants because it's just like my whole body is out there. So I would feel more comfortable wearing something that was less fitted but still equally as comfortable. So I think that's more what I'm aiming for now in terms of strategy. And I think knowing and understanding that is going to make everything a little bit different now in terms of the branding the photo shoot the styling all of that stuff I think it's going to be a little bit different um, but I'm okay with that like I think it's good that I'm still learning this and I'm early enough into this where I can use that strategy focus that I have now to help me choose what I'm going to um, use for my samples and for all of my designs what I'm going to go with um, so yeah, that's, that's my update on strategy and the necessity that I see with strategy. Um, I'm a little bit surprised that it's not talked about more. Um, I'm trying to think about like the different classes and stuff that I took. Um, and I like, it's definitely a discussion point, but I think in reality, like the actual doing of the thing that doesn't really get talked about that much. Like, okay, so how do you decide what your strategy is going to be, right? And how do you know that that's the right one? And obviously, I don't know that this is the right one. So (laughs) it's kind of like a, you know, try and see what happens. And then if it doesn't work, you try something else. So I think that's where I'm at right now. And maybe that's why they don't talk about it, because it is one of those things you kind of just have to, you know, test out and then see how the market receives it. But there's definitely, like when I'm thinking about the actual, like, textbook strategies where it's like okay are you going to be um the low cost option um I'm not going to be the low cost option I don't even think that that would be possible for me because the quantities that I'm purchasing in wouldn't allow for that I don't really have like an in where I can feel like okay you know I can get this fabric on sale because, you know, I know the owner or something like that. So I don't think that option would work for me. Um, Am I going to be like a luxury high end? I don't think so. I think I want to place myself somewhere in between where I can definitely capitalize on the fact that I am... Canadian because a lot of um I shouldn't say a lot but some of the brands well it might be a lot actually I would say maybe 90% of the competitors that I was looking at they were all 
um, American. I don't, there was one company that I saw that was out of Quebec, I believe, that did have um, custom tailoring options where you can put in your measurements and get a custom fit. So I think if I could have something similar to that, but be in a lower age category and more business casual, I think that actually might work. Um, Oh, and that reminds me, there was actually another um, Canadian company that was kind of similar to that as well. So there's actually two that I'm thinking of now. I'm going to work on kind of putting everything on paper in terms of my competitors, just so I can see them. It's funny because, and I'm going to do, I don't think it's next next week, I think it's the week after, I'm going to do an episode where we kind of get into um, analyzing competitors. It was really hard for me, it was a hard thing for me to do, but it was eye-opening and it really has enabled me to get to the point where I'm at now, where I feel like I have an idea of what my strategy is and even if it is something that ends up changing, I feel like this is it and it does make me feel more confident in what I'm doing. Um, so yeah, that's my little chat about strategy and where things are at right now. Um, yeah, I think that's it. (laughs) So I am in not such a great place right now and I just wanted to I keep wanting to say, like, bring it to the red table. I've never actually even watched Red Table Talk, but that's what I feel like I do every time I get on here is I bring it to the podcast. I bring it to this community. You guys are there for me, and I appreciate it, and I just have been so, like, frustrated with myself. I just got my wisdom teeth out a day and a half ago, so I was like, hey, this weekend I'm just going to kind of, like, chill, not put too much pressure on myself, and you know, part of the, like, oh, I don't even know where to start. I have not been on Instagram forever. I recently joined Instagram two years ago. I think it's been two years, 2018 or 2019. All the years blend together now, but something like that. It's only been a couple of years. I would never post on it. I got onto Instagram and then I basically just got off because it was making me crazy and I have a jealous personality, as you well know. The name of the podcast is I'm Jealous. It's something I know about myself and I've often struggled with is comparing myself to others and just feeling like total shit when I don't measure up. So I was like, okay, fuck Instagram. I deleted Facebook years and years ago for the same reasons because I noticed myself getting really upset and comparing myself with others. So I got off of Facebook maybe a decade ago. So then recently when I wanted to start my business and like, okay, you know, I'm going to need Instagram, I'm going to need Facebook, all of these social media tools that I'm going to need. So I better jump back in. So got back into Instagram, uh, got a Facebook pay bit, no Facebook account, a Facebook account, I think. Um, and then it also allows me to join groups because there are some really great entrepreneurial groups I wanted to join. So I got a Facebook account now. Um, the thing is though, is that I feel like I'm still the same person as I was all those years ago. So being on Facebook and Instagram, it's not good for me. It's really not good for me. I just feel like total shit, you know, going through and seeing like everything everyone else is doing and how I'm not measuring up and so I'm just still trying to navigate that and deal with that knowing that it seems like something I have to be a part of in order to grow my business but at the same time for my own mental health and like well-being I don't know if that's what I want so yeah I'm just really struggling really struggling I saw, I had coffee with a woman that I met in one of these women's groups. She was wonderful. Her name is Bookie. My middle name is Bookie. So it was just like, yeah, perfect. We met up. We chatted. She's great. Hopefully we're going to be able to do something again. And she, 
her she started her own business she's a business owner she also um did some acting and some directing and stuff like that so i was just like randomly on instagram i was like hey let me check her out and see um her page so i went and i saw that she has like 5000 followers which is like you know great for her but compared to my 60 followers it just seemed like such a like slap in the face like wow okay because not just her personal account has a lot of followers but also her business account does too and then same with um this model Tasha that I'm going to be working with hopefully fingers crossed is that she has um like a thousand followers on Instagram and then she also has like a thousand followers on her business page as well and so I'm just like yeah I just don't measure up and it's really hard for me it's just really hard for me and I don't know I'm still feeling really scattered and all over the place and like okay what am I gonna do how am I gonna make this work and I thought that the to-do list was gonna kind of help with a lot of this stuff but I still don't really feel like I am doing the right stuff and Like, I know what I'm doing at all. I just feel really out of my element and, yeah, just like total shit. (laughs) Just like uh, total shit. So, yeah, there's that. So the jealousy that I'm feeling is really towards so many people. Basically, anyone that has a solid Instagram following is who I'm really jealous of right now. So... When I saw Bookie's page, that really made me start feeling jealous of her, like severe jealousy. I was thinking about maybe I should never talk to her again, which is crazy. Like, that does not make sense at all. But that was the first thing that came to mind. Like I said before, I'm a very extreme person. It was just like, okay, well, I just am going to completely cut her out. I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be a part. I don't know. I don't know why I'm thinking that. I don't know. And then same with Tasha, where it's like, okay, I should just never... With Tasha, it was like both things, where it's like, okay, one, never talk to her again. Two, maybe I can ask her to help me with my Instagram. So, I don't know. Maybe I should just take another break, you know. But I need to keep posting, right? That's the thing. Oh, jeez. So I didn't want to leave off on such a negative note. (laughs) So I know that I am a jealous bitch and I'm dealing with that. I don't think that it's necessarily such an awful thing. It's just awful in the moment because in listening back to this episode, I was just feeling like that's not how I really, really feel though. Like I I really like Tasha and I really like Bookie and I think that's part of what can be misleading about when people hear the term jealousy. I don't have any negative feelings towards any of the people that I'm jealous of. I think the jealousy is more so a reflection uh, on myself and what I feel like I'm lacking and you know they've got it and why don't I and I think it's just more to do with me than anybody else so I just wanted to make that crystal clear um and just to say yeah that I work through it that these things do come up these feelings of jealousy and they pass for the most part I think in starting this podcast and starting my business it's been so life-changing because it has made me feel like no matter what I see other people doing, I have something that I'm doing too. So the sting of jealousy, it's not so bad anymore. It really isn't. Um, But yeah, I think I just want to leave with that on a very, very positive note because (laughs) listening back, I was just like, ooh, God, (laughs) this really sounds awful. But, you know, it's not that bad. It really isn't. And the, oh, the other thing that I wanted to mention is that in the beginning when I was talking about the premise of this podcast and that I know nothing. And so (laughs) it's like, okay, well then why would anyone want to listen to you? I think 
it's good that you can listen to someone who's kind of actually doing it in real time because it's hard to really like completely 100% trust what people tell you they did when building their business when they're looking at it from a different vantage point. I think with me, it's like I'm really in this. Like I have no idea what is going on and I'm figuring things out as I go and I'm learning so much and I think that just gives me a different point of view on entrepreneurship and business building and following your dreams and I think that in listening to this podcast what I hope that you'll get away from it is a sense of like okay well if she can do it I can definitely do it because like she's like a dummy (laughs) you know what I mean like she doesn't know anything about Instagram she just got back on social media she you know basically cries all the time and has no idea what she's doing so those types of things I just feel like for me hearing from other entrepreneurs who maybe weren't you know business school graduates or you know serial entrepreneurs who are always selling hearing from people that are a little bit more like myself who maybe came from a more corporate environment and who are used to things being a certain way hearing from them their experience in entrepreneurship I feel like holds a lot more weight for me because it is more closely tied to my own, you know, life story. So I'm hoping that I can provide some of that to anyone who's listening is just the real-time information and struggles of what it means to try to build your own business, especially as someone who is a woman, who is a woman of color, who doesn't have any connections or anything like that, because I think it is, you know, a different kind of animal when you're coming to it from Um, yeah, that vantage point. So anyways, I just wanted to say a little quick update and just say, yes, we are cheerful. We are happy. Hashtag winning. Okay. We're getting there. So just stay up. Do not, you know, get down. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Thanks for listening. Please find me on Instagram at I'm jealous podcast.